Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. In gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back here for a second segment of today's show. Steelers Blitz. Oh, yeah. Always having a little bit of fun. I mean, I guess if you say so. I mean, we try to. <laughs> it's the least we could do, right? It's the least we could do. But we're uh, having our conversation um, just in reaction to Coach Tomlin's press conference yesterday where he was speaking specifically on Calvin Austin's readiness and uh, the fact that he's not as optimistic about him being available on Sunday. Sunday. Whether we're talking about as a active player or a player that's actually in the game. Either one of those, because one, he would have to be activated, and that decision needs to be made by today, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Time is running out. That decision today simply says if he's going to be on the 53-man roster. But obviously him playing on Sunday is a whole nother conversation. But that's what we were asking uh, the amazing power grid, the megawatts, for some feedback. Yes. And it looks like y'all have answered on the Twitter.com. Shout out to y'all. Or Yens. Yens. Shout out to Yens. Yens. We gonna say well, this weekend will be use use out there in Philly. Oh, that's what y'all say. Use. That's what y'all don't, say. don't you y'all me out there? All right? <laughs> that was y'all saying Philly. Don't you say y'all me out there? All right. I thought that's what y'all said. I was a tourist out there for I, three I, years. I, I all right. This, I thought what they said. Don't talk about your your zodiac sign. You was a tourist out there. Uh huh. Sound good. I know you love Philly. You come in here talking about so oh, I can't wait to some chi- oh man the little chicky peats. Oh man, did I tell you about this cheese day. I heard the first question you had for Chris Carter. It wasn't even hey man um. How did the Steelers take care of business over there? He was like, hey, yo, man, what's your favorite cheesesteak spot? You going to Max's? You going to Geno's? You a Tony Luke's guy? Woodrow's huh? on South huh? Street, brother. Huh? Where you going, man? You know? Like, you can't wait to get back there. Your eyes started to turn green today. What if... All right, can I can I can I let you can I can we peek behind the, the curtain real quick? You here? you and Morgan bitches just filled with glee every time I go to the well, dinner table. I do table, have a huh? funny I do have a funny Morgan story for you real uh-huh. quick as it relates to this weekend. Because you, you converted her to being a, a, a Eagles fan. She was still a Steelers oh, fan yeah, at first. Settled, you converted her, that. man. I'm working on converting her into a Penguins fan, but other than that, there's go, go, go there's not that. much hope. Good luck with that. Because she knows them orange clad mouth breathers stink. Oh hey hey now. But yeah, Eagles. I think her family would ostracize her if she started rooting for the Steelers. <laughs> She's always liked the Phillies. There is no NBA team you, you in said, Pittsburgh. You said y'all always like the Phillies. Is that what you said? Use. Y'all. Use. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of Philly dining, I might have a double eagle date night Saturday night with a former member of this parish who now works at the radio station across the street who's also a wow. WVU alum. Wow. It might be steak and red wine night for oh. the boys. Oh, 
A little bougie. But I digress. A little bougie. Uh, you'll laugh at this real quick before we go to the tweets. So I did a uh, I did a radio segment with my with my old boys in Philly yeah. yesterday. Okay, so I'm at home. Morgan's in the other room with the baby and the dog and, you know, trying to keep everybody tame while while dad's on the phone for 15, 20 minutes. With the wild boys, the Motley crew. Talking a little detail. And I mentioned something during the interview. They asked me something, and I don't remember exactly the context, but I said the word outlined, okay, in the interview. I said, Mike Tomlin outlined this earlier today, guys, but apparently I... Outlined it. I, I put a little. Outlined I put it, a little. Uh, I put a little yins in oh, my little, in my little, little Pittsburghies. Mike Tomlin outlined this today. Mm. I I come out of the office mm. and Morgan goes, what, "What what did you say about Mike Tomlin there in the beginning of that interview?" Oh. And I was like, "Call, call him out, Morgan. Like, Don't you let him live, Morgan." She was like, "Your yinzer came out there. You outlined everything you, Mike Tomlin you was call doing." Call him out, Morgan. You better call him out. Don't you allow that. Call him out. <laughs> I was like, geez, nobody's nobody's safe out here in I like these it. streets. Huh? I like it. Nobody's safe out here in these streets. Motsi, we got a lot of tweets. Let's get after it, man. About Calvin Austin. The third, right? Isn't he? Yes, the he is the third. Yes. So you guys have that where in common. Absolutely. Yes, in yes indeed, man. I, now, I'm really glad that you actually like know my name now. It, it makes me feel so good when you say my name and I can be like, I know Wesley Battling Euler. Like it, it's like we're together now, man. We're friends again. When no one is yeah. around you, say I know your middle name and you ain't running game. <laughs> you know what's funny is we've had a couple people who tweeted us at the beginning of the segment. Yeah. And then at the end that kind of they spent the block on us. They they were, I think they were converted by what oh, Professor no. Motes was laying down there. Well, I put the glasses on today. White, so I was talking with Whitey again this morning because mm-hmm. for those who don't know, I've been wearing my blue light glasses recently. Yeah, we got to get, ca- I know, we got to get know? cameras in yeah. here. We're talking about your glasses. We're talking I about know, my man. hoodie. I know. Yeah, so, you know, Whitey has always been like, hey, man, you stare at the screens a lot, protect yourself. But then I'm always like, but my eyes feel fine. But she hit me this morning. She was like, well, you know, they also could be a little accessory. I think they look good on you. So, so you know, I felt kind of cute when I walked out the house this yeah. morning. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey Wes, you know how it is. When wifey give you that compliment, you be like, oh, all right. Oh, all right. Okay. Say, say no okay. more. Say no more. <laughs> my, uh, my wife likes it when I wear the glasses, too, with the, with the, with a backwards hat. That's, that's like her favorite West. <laughs> backwards hat, hair flowing out the Let's back. Let's go. Glasses on. Let's go. I tell you what, that's how that's how hey, I impress Morgan. Let's go. It's the little things. Hey, hey, know your personnel. We know our yeah, personnel, all right? Yeah, personnel. We're gonna know our personnel. I also get too that like I look older when I wear the glasses. Oh, that's what you get. Like, remember, remember, I think I've told you this before. Abby, yeah. you know, Abby, yeah, I mean, Abby, Abby on the X, yeah. of course. She's she's one of our uh, our very notables here in this iHeartRadio family. One it. one of our favorites, Abby on the X. Uh when I first started wearing these glasses, when she first saw me. A couple years ago, she was like, "You look like you just stepped out of a NASA scene in a movie. Like you got the Houston, we have a problem. Look with those glasses on." She's like, "Your IQ just went up about fifty yeah. points." They like, definitely oh, hit you with the IQ, bro. I feel smarter it. when I put the glasses on I'll too, baby. I'll take it. I'll take it. Nobody knew. Nobody cared who I was till I put on the glasses. Is that simple, man? So Jason tweeted us, and he said at the beginning of the segment, "I would replace Gunner." With Calvin Austin. Then he tweeted us back and said, okay, okay, okay. Your conversation changed my mind. Great points in the discussion. Calvin Austin should stay on IR. And also context. Remember, Gunner was already replaced by Steven Sims. The only reason uh, Gunner was out there was because Steven had a hamstring injury. So you can't just replace him with the guy that wasn't even dressing. Because Gunner wasn't dressing. He's only started dressing again because Steven Sims had pulled the hammy. Prior to that, Steven Sims wasn't dressing. Right. So you still have to take off one of the guys that would actually be playing. Unless you're just simply saying that, hey, you would just activate him and not dress him until one of them dudes messed up or something like that. Mm, Maybe yeah. that's the case. 
But then all of a sudden you might be down a body somewhere else. Yeah. That's that's the risk. Yeah. Uh, we got the duality of Rod Dalla on the mm. tweets. Shout out to Rod. Um, he said, uh, "If he's not oh, actually, I mean, duality. These are these are both these are both really good points by by Rod. He agrees. Uh, if he's not 100 percent ready, I'm not activating him at all. Uh, I would hate for something to happen and maybe you end up turning a little injury into something that is is you know more longer term." Rod also adds, "Do we ever get clarification on what he actually injured?" I don't think so. I don't either. Maybe we'll get one of our savvy news hounds on it. Yeah. Rod also adds, I've been saying this all week as it relates to this conversation, speed isn't everything in the NFL. Look at John Ross. Look at Dre mm-hmm. Archer. You're absolutely right. But <clears throat> that is something that a lot of people do feel like because a guy's just fast, he's going to have success at this level. It's not the case, man. It's not the case. That it's, translates it, it a helps, little bit though. more. It in, does in, help. In, but... It's certainly, listen, in high school football, if you're the fastest guy out there on the field, you're, you're going to the make some yep. plays. You're probably the best player. Mm-hmm. In college, if you're the fastest guy out there on the field, you're going to make some plays. Mm-hmm. You're one of the best players. Yep. It's just it's not that simple in the National Football League. Not at all. Annie tweets us, and she wants to know, um, is there any value in trying to get Calvin Austin some experience? Is it better to let him completely heal, heal relax, and try again next year, particularly given with how consistent the offense has been to this point? See, and that's a good question right there. I would, like, I like the fact that I would want him to get some experience, but I don't like the fact that it would have to come at somebody's expense. Because right now, yes, we have finally got some type of rhythm offensively. It still isn't where we want it to be just yet, but we have been able to see an uptick. We can definitively say that this offense does look better than it did week one, week two, week three, week four. When was Buffalo? Is that week five? Definitely week yep, five. Yep. All right. <laughs> yep. But we can see an uptick. So it's kind of like, and this kind of goes even with the Matt Canada conversation, and we're not having that right now, but in the sense of switching him now in season, it's like, man, you're finally seeing an uptick. You're finally seeing some type of productivity, some type of yeah. semblance of a NFL varsity level offense. It's like, I don't want to do anything that could throw off that or hurt that in any way shape or form right now so that's why for me i'm always i always lean on the side of you know i like veterans over rookies that's i don't never waver from that stance yep. no you've been you've been yeah. clear on that over these five like, years we've when, been when doing you, this. if a rookie is exceptional cool but they have to be exceptional other than that i side with the veterans because you just know it's, it's a trust factor you can believe what you're going to get how many times with this offense specifically have we talked about the lack of consistency that's uh, been a pretty much every, theme, pretty much right? every week. Yeah. And we can point to various points in times, whether it's play call or personnel and execution, where that consistency or the lack thereof has costed us in terms of scoring opportunities, has costed us in terms of moving the ball, has cost us in terms of extending a drive on third down, has cost us a sense of ball security in the form of a turnover. And those with the people that have already been doing this. Once again, to just add another uncertain yeah. piece yeah. that is going to cause its own form of consistency and inconsistency because, like I said, every player is going to have their own variation of that. Sure, sure. I'm just not really excited about that thought process right now. Agreed. Just, like I said, it just sucks that the decision in terms of if you don't activate them, you can't get them for the rest of the season. You can't come that's back week. The part you that can't sucks. come back week eleven or twelve and right. be like, "All right, you know what? Now we think he's ready. Let's get him in there." And he is a high enough draft pick where you're not going to be able to just store him on the practice squad either. So that Completely is your dilemma. Yeah. You would have to keep him on your fifty-three, even if you don't feel like he's 
necessarily right not from a health standpoint, but just from a professional level. Right, right. Ready to play. Mental standpoint too. If yeah. that could be, you know, if that's gonna take four or five more weeks, that's the part where it's like, man, what are you giving up by having him on your roster taken away from a spot from somebody else that is ready or at more of a position of need? And that kind of touches it's the ripple on, effect, man. It's the ripple effect, and that relates well to Michael's question here. Michael said, Motsi and Wes, what's up, cousins? Uh, I would activate Calvin Austin and then try and get him ready after the bye week. Again, in theory, I don't hate that idea, but what you just but said, then that, you're, then you're, you're term, getting thin somewhere else. But once again, if it's as short term as the bye week, that's a different context. But what's the same? What's the difference between, hey, DeMonte Case is only supposed to miss X amount of time. He'll be back four weeks. He'll be back five weeks. He's still not out there. Still waiting. Hey, TJY, he's only going to miss, hey, he's supposed to miss this much time. He's coming back early. And where is he at right now? So once again, we can sit here and act as if we know he's going to, Definitely be up to speed and ready to go, you know, a week after the bod, two weeks after the bod. But there is no guarantee with that. There is not. There absolutely is not. Richie tweets us and says, got to activate Calvin Austin III ASAP. I know he's just a rookie and hasn't done anything since training camp, but you never know what you have till you get him on the field on game days. We don't, but the coaching staff does. Yeah, and also, um, you never know what you have until you put him out there. Um, if it's not what you want, are you going to – Say we got to take him back off the field. We should fire him, deactivate him. Because you never know what we have. It could be elite. And the answer is easy. If it's elite, if it's mm. good, it's easy. But what if it's not? Because we don't know. Mm. What's your course of action? What's your course of action? It's tough. It is. This is why they get paid the big bucks to make these decisions. And we just get paid to ask questions. I just and like we to, just get paid. Just like we get paid the medium bucks to yeah. ask questions. I just get to ask questions. I like to be just the one asking questions. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Not a bad place to be. Wallace. No, know some answers, but I like to ask more questions. Wallace. I think Wallace uh, is in, in line with us here. Wallace says, I just can't activate him at this time. There's no offensive skill player deserving of having his snaps reduced. Indeed, there may be some offensive skill players uh, that are already deserving of more snaps than Calvin Austin. I think maybe he's alluding to a Sims or a Boykin there. Mm. It's a good point by Wallace. It absolutely is. Uh, Doug tweets us and says, it's disappointing to not get to see Calvin Austin there this season, but he'll benefit more from being patient and sitting. Kenny also needs to grow with his current set of wide receivers. No need to throw someone else into that mix. That's a good point as well, too. It's, It's clear that Kenny is still trying to build that chemistry with those guys. Motes and I have talked about one area where we give Kenny, you know, Motsi and I, we're context guys. We're nuanced guys. All right. We're not on the, uh, we're not in the cult of Kenny and we're not in the bring Kenny down. He's a bust. We are fair evaluators. And the one thing that we give him some benefit of the doubt with, at least still at this point, while he's really starting to build that sample size, is he, I mean, he, he didn't have a ton of first team reps, you know, up until he was thrown out there against the Jets. 90% of the first team reps in training camp, in mini camp, in OTAs, in the preseason were with Mitch Trubisky and the number one wide receivers. I, I don't know if you need to Shoot, throw. Shoot, even Mason was getting a ton of them second I don't. Reps. I don't know if you need to throw an, another into that equation while he's still trying to get on the same page uh, with the guys that he has. I think that's, that's well said there by Doug as well, too. Uh, Rod Dalla does want to know. He just wants to know. If Calvin Austin was activated to the 53, who do we cut to make room? That's the $64,000 question. Mm-hmm. Whether you're talking about a wide receiver, because more than likely you wouldn't want to add another that doesn't make much body sense. to that room. Yeah. So you go, okay, Gunner. Gunner. 
that's the thought process initially. But then I also asked what Steven Sims what's hamstring with, what's like. with his health. Exactly. Because the only reason why we made that move was because of Steven. Some people might say Miles Boykin, but he's been a pretty, I think, important special teams contributor uh, at this point. 100%. You watch his gunner tape. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, you watch Gunner's gunner tape. Hey. And he wins out. No pun intended. And, he wins out there a lot. And that's the one angle of this maybe she, that we yeah. haven't discussed yet is what if they don't think that Calvin Austin can really contribute much on special teams? Well, because if he's not returning the ball, Gunner, for a fact, you cut on the tape. What, which game was uh So not the Dolphins game. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yep. Cut on the Tampa Bay game. When he got, when he got the return he, role yes. taken away from him. And they had to move him to Gunner. Watch him. Just watch him work. Cut the tape on. It does not lie to you. The productivity is there. Then you turn around and you give him an opportunity in Miami, and he has some good returns. Hmm. He maintained ball security. His mm-hmm. big issue is ball security he, right He now. was varsity against yeah. Miami. Yeah. The big question is ball security. But you can see the duality of him as a player. He can return or he can go get you a tackle on special teams. I know Danny Smith. That is my guy. Love him. He takes great pride in the guys that can just return, but more so he loves them dudes that are versatile like that. Go out there and get you tackles on special teams. Tackle a day, keep your helmet, baby. <laughs> it, no, it is literally that simple. You get your tackle a game on special teams, you will have a helmet. Yes. You do the math, yes. 16 tackles, that's taking you to the Pro Bowl. It is that simple, man. It really is. It is that simple. Double-digit tackles on special teams are extremely hard. That's kind of the equivalent of double-digit sacks or, uh, you know, 4,000-yard passer. You're getting all into those, Darius like, Hayward Bay territory correct, there. Correct, yeah. You're Darius Hayward Bay's, you're uh, um, Matt, uh, Matt Slater up in uh, New England, you know, for the OGs out there, Kasim Osgood, that was another OG yeah, guy, you yeah. know, in terms of special team demon type guys, mm-hmm. Tyler Maticavich. That's what you're talking about. Gunner did show that he can get tackles. So, once again, if you're Calvin Austin, if you're not guaranteed to be the starting return man, because we like what Steven Sims could do as well. Steven Sims didn't just do it in preseason. He took one in the regular season. Saw what that looked like. Punt and kickoff. So, if you're not replacing him there, can Calvin give you special teams in terms of coverage? That is I don't think I've seen him tackle either. Question. Definitely haven't seen him tackle. We've not, and we've not seen him do much in the return game either. So if he's not cutting his teeth on special teams, if he's not giving you any value there, it's tough to take it, away. Just, just make it make sense to me. That's someone all. in that. Like regard. I'm all for him being out there. I am. Yeah. But it has in to theory, make sense. Absolutely. Though. Josh tweets us and says, I hear what you guys are saying. I think a little splash with Calvin Austin could still do the offense some good. The offense seems to be stale. I think the risk might just be worth the reward. I would activate him and try and put Gunner on the practice squad. And what's the splash though? Splash. That that's what I'm like. In all seriousness, like I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. It's a sense no, you're of, right. Like, but just we've on been a saying the same thing about George Pickens, right? Just, hey, just splash. Who would you hey, who would you rather to try and achieve more splash with? Pickens or all right, Motsi, ready? You ready? Up to you ready for the game show? You're the game show contestant here, right? You got to answer these questions. Arthur Motes, who would you rather try and create more splash and more targets with, Calvin Austin or George Pickens? George Pickens for hundred. Arthur Nathan Motes the third. Who would you rather try and create more splash and gets more get more targets to, Calvin Austin or Pat Fryermuth? Pat Fryermuth for two hundred. Your answer: the Daily Double. Do-do-do-do-do. It's Calvin Austin or Deontay Johnson. There's only so much to go around. You know, Arthur Motes, the NFL, and snaps and targets on offense. It's not like Jesus with the loaves and the fish. Oh, man. He can't take five and make it for everybody? He can't just take five loaves of bread and a couple fish and make Uh it for everybody. I'm glad you got that reference. You know I got you, man. I tell you, wherever you want to go, whether we talking Grateful Dead, whether we talking Jesus, you know what I mean, whether we talking Tupac, Biggie, man, even if you want to go Hannah Montana, you know, I got your back, baby. Just don't come in like a wrecking ball tomorrow.
Yeah, don't make me bring Lizzie McGuire into this. Oh, oh, there's only there's only so many targets to go around, and we're already been complaining. Pickens needs more. Fryermuth needs more. Everybody eats B. The, Everybody eats. The pie just doesn't continue to grow, and I, I know that can be something that's not always at the forefront of everybody's mind. Chuck tweets us. Well, and my other issue. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of issues. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I have a God. lot of issues. I have a lot. Of, I was going to say, I got another issue. Another one. He got a what whole I, lot so, of issues. So we're already talking about the targets and that just division of who gets what in terms of that pie chart, right? And this is with the two starts for Kenny being 50-plus attempts or 40-plus attempts. And I absolutely hate the fact that he's throwing the ball that much. Correct. So now I'm like, okay, I want him to cut these attempts by at least 20. At least. And I still want you to drum up more targets for Pickens. And I need you to get Claypool and Deontay Day targets. But I also want you to specifically hit Calvin. Oh, but but Pat, he needs to be featured as well. Like, Let's say we want Kenny to throw I'm the just, ball just Let's say, like, bro, th- about 30 times a 30 game. 30 times okay? is where I met with him. <laughs> Mozi, if you go, if you... It's funny. If you if you go eight targets for Pickens, <laughs> Claypool, <laughs> Deontay, and Fryermuth. That's thirty. That's thirty-two. That's thirty-two. That's 32. <laughs> so if you go you go eight and eight for Deontay and Pickens, you go six and six for Claypool and, and Fryermuth. That's and these thirty are the already numbers that right they there. They have been getting in terms of targets. Forget Deontay Najee, has been getting forget nine. Najee out of the backfield. But I say Deontay has been getting around nine to twelve per game. That's where he's, he's been. He's been at. about a solid yeah. Yeah. Ten, you can count on at least ten he's for a, him. Yeah, every he's game. been in that range. Claypool has been in that four to six. Pickens has definitely picked it up these past couple More weeks. More like six, to, six eight. to eight. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what it already is divided into. Like I, said, I like only, it. On a surface there's only level, so much bread and fish Wes, to go around. At surface level, I love the idea yeah, of too. Calvin me Austin too. back out me there. Me too. I, I don't want to poo-poo anybody in that level. regard. I, I don't. promise you I do. It's just when I talk nuance, those are the decisions. And like you said, when you talk about living in your fears, all of this comes into it. When you talk about making smart decisions, all of this goes into it. When you talk about being calculated in your moves, all of this comes into it. So, yes, at surface level, it's easy to say this guy brings something different to the table. Hey, don't live in your fears when you bring up the negative. At surface level, great. Pat yourself on the back. Mm -hmm. But when you dive into the nuance of why you can't be reckless, Mm -hmm. this is what we're referring to. Because we we already seen on one angle of it just from the quarterback perspective, the rookie element of it, right? Some of the mistakes that he makes. And like I said, this is a guy that still was getting reps. And this is a guy that we feel talent-wise has a, I mean. A ceiling. We, we, we a feel higher like it's ceiling. higher. But that's what we took him in the first round versus a guy that yeah. we took in fourth. Yeah. So with that, it's like we're even seeing him in the context that he is in right now. What makes Calvin just so different? Because that's what we're asking right now. We're, we're supposed to make a move with the belief that this guy is just different. He's special. Walter tweets us and says, I would trade Claypool for kit for picks and put Calvin Austin in. You want to talk about high risk, high reward. That's Or reckless endangerment. Or reckless endangerment. <clears throat> Kenny Pickett might file mm-hmm. for child protective services uh, yeah. at this point. Oh wait, never mind. He is fifty seven years old as everybody likes to remember. But they say he got the baby hands though. <laughs> oh no. That's what they say. Now see, we're about to get a bunch of tweets. You guys hate Kenny. No, Mots. I don't care what they say. I got small hands too. Eh. Before, absolutely, I promise you. Me three. 
if they just don't talk about our hands on at defense. But my hands are actually very small for a NFL player. Yeah, at the 2020 Combine when Joe Burrow's hands yep. were all the talk, uh-huh. uh, Matt Williamson made me measure yep. my hands during a segment. Let's uh-huh. just let's just say every GM would have me yeah. off their draft board. Yeah. I was over here like, yo, if you, if you pull my pinky a little bit further to the left, you know, I, I know it's dislocated, but just pull and it and then measure it that what, way. That's what Williamson's doing. <laughs> he's like, you, he's like, no, 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 you're cheating, all right? You have to have your wrist at this angle. Right. You're giving yourself yeah. an extra quarter yeah. inch there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, geez, all right. I could tell you used to scout for the uh-huh. Browns. I could tell you you've done this a few times. I about to say that hand size matters in certain positions. You'd be like, hey, coach, man, look, I can hit, all right? I don't care if I got to hold the ball. When am I going to get the ball, all right? If I get a turnover, we'll deal with that then. <laughs> Mike Taylor only like, had bigger hands, on, I tell you. <laughs> oh my goodness i love you guys uh last last tweet here for now till we we go to break we'll get some more on the other side i'm sure uh chuck tweets us in all capitals what up chuck so is that, does that mean i have to yell this do i have to yell this tweet uh i wouldn't expect anything less personally it's simple activate austin even if it's just to have him as a punt returner until he is able to learn this so-called difficult offensive system that experts are saying only runs 10 different plays the entire game Oh, that was it? That was it, yeah. Oh, all right, cool, cool, man. Again, Chuck, in theory, would I like to see Calvin Austin return punts? Yes. But we have not done that, and particularly in Philadelphia, a place where the Eagle, sorry, a place where this, now I'm speaking in all caps, a place where the Steelers haven't won since 1965, and the Eagles have, what, a plus 14 turnover ratio on the year, and they got a nasty defense, and they got an offense that's humming, and they're well coached across the board. I don't know if that's where I want to take my risk again in theory i love it i do but i just i'm not there in reality just quite yet at this moment on october 26th at 12:55. And, and also which experts are you listening to as well because yes for certain experts football is very simple the system is very simple for me dick lebeau's system was simple i'm a nine-year vet though when i came here i was a five-year vet for a rookie nah it ain't the same so I'm just asking, yes, to me, Matt Canada's system is simple. I'm sure to certain experts that have done this at a high level for a long time, it's simple. But then I question the other ones that just say it because they hear experts actually say it and they don't understand said context. That's all I'm, you know, specifically, you know, addressing with that particular part right there. Because, yeah, a lot of stuff is simple to experts. But is Calvin Austin an expert at NFL football? I would wager to say no. Is he an expert at NFL offense? I would also wager I'd parlay that into a double negative. Now, obviously, we're asking, is Matt Canada? But I would trust Matt Canada a lot more right now than Calvin Austin just because I've seen him for a year in six games or seven games, excuse me, on that. I've at least seen that, and I've seen some productivity. I've seen him actually get us out of some stadiums. I've seen the offense score points, move, drives, stuff like that. So those are at least bare minimums of a guy having some type of productivity at this level. So, yes, it's simple to a guy like me. Simple to, I'm sure, Ben Roethlisberger, Dan Orlovsky, Ryan Clark. But all of us are not rookies who haven't practiced in training camp and for the first, what, how many weeks of the season? You know, we we all been in this thing for a while. We've seen a ton of football. We've played a ton of football. So, yes, when we watch it, it's like, no, this is very simplistic. But when you're talking about the details, the communication in the huddle, the details in the communication at the line of scrimmage, pre-snap, the adjustments that they make post-snap, nah, that's not simple to a rookie. That's not simple to a fan. We could show you Matt Canada's playbook, and you'd be like, whoa, whoa, y'all running all that? When? Where? And it's like, no, they are. But because it doesn't produce the results consistently enough, 
the low hanging fruit is it's the system. It's simple. It's the system. It sucks. At times, yes, it does. But at other times, it is execution. And that's why we've been saying all season that it's never just one player. It's never yeah. just a one-person fix. You're not 2-5 and five because of one or two issues. Right. It wasn't a quarterback-only issue. It's not a coordinator-only issue. It wasn't a consistent catching-only issue. It wasn't a can-they-protect-only issue. It's it wasn't not just a on the offensive can they run line. the ball only yeah. issue. Right. It's it, all it, the above. Absolutely. It wasn't a... It's only effort because that that also is in there as well. I, I hate to say it, but on some of these runs that we talk about not being successful, it ain't on Najee and it ain't on that offensive line. I hate the toss plays. You know why you hate the toss plays? Who has to block on the toss plays on the perimeter, Wes? <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right, oh. I'll leave it alone. Oh, no. I'll leave it alone. I ain't going to do that. Oh, that, no. That doesn't fit the narrative. You tell me Hans Ward ain't out there? That doesn't fit the narrative? I thought that was the narrative, right? Everything is perfect except the coordinator. It's always the call. That's That's not the narrative. We the, do. We the, do the same, hate. We the same do. energy you have when it's a bad pass. The same energy you have when you're not thrown to. The same energy you have when when the quarterback ain't ain't getting you. That that I want them same type of movements. That same type of body language. Then when you don't make your block and your guy makes a tackle. When it's 15 yards downfield instead of it's being a 30 yard run, you let your guy come off and make the tackle. I, I want that same type of pouty body, head down, hand clapping, stare down. Like that don't fit that narrative though, because that doesn't go to the. It's only on Mad Canada. And that's when you hear the guys that watch this tape game after game, Get snap em. after snap. Get em. And we come in here and we say, it is not only on Canada, Get baby. Em. This is what we talking about. Whew. But I digress. All right, now here come the. I just I had to give the context so the, they know that we're the, not haters on either side. We're not haters sure, on Kenny Pickett. Sure. We're not haters on Canada. We are just. You and I, we, we, we thing, just call like we see it. If, if people have listened to us for 10 minutes or if they've listened to us for five years that we've been doing this, I think the one thing you can't accuse us of is we're not narrative guys. Nope. We're not. Um, Slightly homeless. And in that regard, anyone can get it. And I mean that in a good or a bad way. And But it comes from a state of love because I am, like, one of the biggest, like, homers of this team because I loved my time here. Like, it means so much yeah, to me when yeah. I see these dudes doing well. And it does hurt us, man, as alumni when we see these dudes struggle. And we have to hear the constant narrative of, oh, this player sucks or he doesn't want it or this is bad or fire this guy, fire that guy. You know why you hardly ever hear me talk about fire a guy, fire a coach, trade this player? Because I understand on the personal level what that actually means to that guy. When you are talking about get rid of this, get rid of it, it's like, nah, man. So when we critique these guys, it's always from a stance of love, especially coming from me. So it's like, man, we don't want to do any of this stuff in a negative manner. Yeah, we wish we were 7-0 and right now. 100%. And but talking about this matchup matters. with the Eagles. Yeah. The context does matter. It certainly does. So you know, we're not apologists. We're not this side versus that Schiller's side. Nation nah, Radio. You know, we just out here. We just talk. Watch film and talk. Watch film and talk. Have a little fun. And with that being said, we can go to break because I definitely ain't getting fined. Nope. So it's Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 